DeMarco. There to make the catch. Anchored down. Vanderbilt on top of the college baseball world again. Anchored down. Congratulations to the Vanderbilt Commodores, your 2019 College World Series Finals champions. Vanderbilt picks up its second national championship in college baseball. Way to go, Tim Corbin and company. And the Vandy boys get it done in Omaha. We'll have plenty more on Vanderbilt's big win in our second hour when we have our SEC spotlight. But we just had to let the cat out of the bag. Go Doors, you did it. You were the best team in college baseball for most of the season. And you came back from losing the first game in the College World Series Finals Monday to win Tuesday. You won on Wednesday night. And VU is your national champion. Again, more coming up. We'll hear audio from not only Coach Tim Corbin, but Kumar Rocker, who was the MVP of the College World Series, the talented freshman pitcher who actually threw a no-hitter in Vanderbilt's Super Regional game against the Duke Blue Devils. And we'll have some audio from not only Rocker, but one of the other players for Vanderbilt. As Vanderbilt, your national champion of college baseball, way to go. Everybody there at VU on West End in Nashville and to the Commodore Nation throughout the South and throughout the country. This is y'all talk with a Southern accent, talk with a black and gold accent today. And we have a great show lined up in addition to talking about Vanderbilt winning the Natty for a college baseball. Hey, in hour two, we're going to be joined by a special guest. Alan Chaney's dropping by. He has penned his first book called Crescendo, and it is about the love affair of his grandparents, Fred and Winnie Allen. Now, Fred is an accomplished pianist. He is like the greatest piano player from what i've been told out there he doesn't look at music he just is just trained it's it's a a gift from from when he was a child and he decided to go back to georgia when he was a youngster and instead of having a career in based in los angeles or new york he did all this in south georgia in thomasville georgia and alan was inspired by that and has penned his book called crescendo about his grandparents and their love and Alan is a very up-and-coming writer-producer for film and television shows. So we'll have the author on with us in our Buy the Book feature in Hour 2. You don't want to miss that. Later this hour, hey, we're just a few days away. Actually, what is it? One week? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. One week. I've been so consumed by Omaha and college baseball. We are exactly one week away today from the 4th of July. Happy early birthday, America. And to get you ready, hey, thanks to y'all.com, they're rolling out at y'all all the exciting 4th of July celebrations in each of the individual southern states. You know, we got 16 states here in Dixie, and you got to go on to y'all and find out what's going on in your state or maybe in a close a state close by. Well, we have picked out two random states that will tell you about some of the great 4th of July celebrations going on in those two states. And a little hint, they both start with the same letter, but they're not connected to each other. So that that's just a small hint. So that is coming up. You do the math. Maybe you can figure it out before we get to that point in this second hour. In addition to what's going on in the Festive South feature of 4th of July celebrations, how about this really cool feature that we found courtesy of a website that is looking at all things Southern at all times? And we found a really cool story about how you can go tour these various factories, a Southern factory tour. That comes from the website styleblueprint.com. 
And we're talking like the George Dickel factory in Tennessee, also the Jack Daniels distillery and more and all this available. It's not just liquor. I mean, there's also a dairy you can go to her. The Southern Factory Tour. We've got 13 of them, thanks to Style Blueprint. We'll be sharing with you if you are looking for something kind of cool to do here in the summer months. That looks like a great idea. So we'll have that coming up at the end of this hour. And we also have headlines. We're going to tell you here in today's Y'all Show a Jesse Smollett sighting in the South. You know, the guy that went to Chicago and claimed that people beat him up and put a noose around his neck. Well, we have an update, and he was in the South this week. We'll let you know where and why. Also, someone did something they shouldn't have done in someone else's driveway, someone completely unknown. They relieved themselves. I'm talking a number two, and it was all caught on a ring camera. And the owner of the home where this happened isn't going to press charges. They just want an apology. But we'll tell you about that uh, rather gross, but maybe this happens a lot, story later in our headlines from the south if you want to connect to us here on the y'all show our number is 803-816-1170 no no excuse for you not to connect with us here on y'all we'd love to hear from you we'd love to get your feedback on all things southern on the show that's all about you if you want to connect to us on our facebook page just go to facebook and search for y'all show and you'll find us right there it's so easy to find just like it and each day when we have new episodes of the y'all show available you'll get it and also all the other cool stories going out at y'all.com all that on our y'all.com facebook page plus you also can find us on a couple of streaming apps we're on the itunes podcast app also iheart radio and the tune in radio app all free of charge simply search for y'all show and it'll be right there at your fingertips when you want to listen to the show and of course we want to thank all of our great radio stations across the south that carry us each and every day on the fastest growing show that's all about dixie this is y'all with your host john rawl looking at headlines now two more deputies in parkland florida have been fired after that school shooting from february of 2018 the shooting that 17 people were killed at marjorie stoneman douglas high school in parkland and again these two deputies fired as a result of internal affairs investigation into the agency's response to the shooting at the school at a news conference on wednesday sheriff gregory tony said deputies edward eason and josh stombaugh were fired for their inaction following the february 14th of 2018 shooting in essence it was neglected duty we lost 17 people sheriff tony said on wednesday and again, this follows the other guy that got prosecuted, actually, for his inaction there. And in fact, the sheriff of the county, Scott Israel, the sheriff at the time, was removed from office by the governor of Florida recently. And he's appealing that decision before the state senate of the Sunshine State. But more fallout from that tragedy at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School from 2018. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards has signed into law a new rule that says that people will need to be at least 16 years old to marry in the Pelican State. Louisiana had no minimum age for marrying, although people under 18 needed parental consent and under 16 needed judicial permission. Lawmakers in Baton Rouge passed the hard-fault measure by Baton Rouge Democratic Senator Yvonne Dorsey Colomb in the season session's final hour. Edwards signed it without any fanfare. So starting in August, 
People under 16 cannot get married in Louisiana, and anyone 16 or 17 can't marry someone three years more or older than them. 16 and 17-year-olds will need permission from parents and a judge. Supporters say a minimum age can protect teenagers from sexual predators. Opponents, largely conservative Republicans, argue they didn't want to keep pregnant teenagers from marrying. But Louisiana, I think, kind of catching up with most of the states in the country by having this rule on the books in Louisiana. In Texas, at El Campo High School, the school district there has fired a substitute teacher after they got a tip that she made pornographic videos that included footage recorded in a classroom. And an investigation has been revealed that believes that the videos were recorded last month at El Campo High School, which is about 60 miles southwest of Houston. The district says the teacher had worked in the district for three months and was fired last week. Well, that's that's good to know. Police say no students or other staff members were involved in the videos, portions of which were filmed in a classroom and workroom and were apparently intended for the Internet. The police chief of El Campo, Terry Stanfield, says the woman closed the door and had clothes on in the school footage and that no criminal charges are expected, but fired from her job for filming a porn video in the El Campo High School classroom. Asheville, North Carolina, and police say carbon monoxide poisoning may be the cause for two deaths at a hotel in that area. As Jacob Galloway, a 28-year-old, and 39-year-old James Landreth were found dead in a room at the Best Western Hotel in Asheville, Earlier this month, they were in town for a rugby tournament, and police say the men had been out celebrating on the night of June 8th. A search warrant said a third person stayed in the room awakened and found the two men dead. According to the warrant, Asheville Fire Chief Shane Mackey determined a utility room directly behind and below the men's room contained two water heaters and two air heaters and determined that an exhaust pipe wasn't vented to the outside and that carbon monoxide could have seeped from the utility room to their room what a disturbing story coming from western north carolina these two guys apparently totally innocent dying of carbon monoxide poisoning in their best western hotel in Asheville, north carolina if you've worried about mississippi lately and the revenue streams coming to louisiana the coffers are, are to mississippi and the coffers there along the mississippi river at casinos at natchez and up to tunica maybe down on the mississippi gulf coast as well biloxi and gulfport and more hey if you're worried about them having competition now from all the sports gambling going on it looks like the revenues from casinos rose in mississippi last month as the gambling halls across the state continued their streak of winning more than since sports betting was legalized gamblers lost get this 184 million dollars in may that's almost two percent more than at the same month in 2018 and that includes 1.2 million dollars in sports betting revenue at casinos the 15 river casinos along the mississippi saw revenue rise two percent from may of 2018 to 74 million dollars it's the ninth increase in 10 months for the region the increase comes despite a tunica county casino closing in january and another set to close this weekend, the 12 coastal casinos around the Mississippi Gulf Coast saw May revenue rise 2.2% to $109 million, a six-year of revenue growth there. Again, statewide revenue up 4% over the last four, or rather 12 months. Now, these numbers do not include the Choctaw Indian Casino around Philadelphia, which does not report to the state of Mississippi. Good news, Mississippi getting more money from sports, gambling, and such. 
Now, here's big news in Alabama. We told you earlier this year that Bucky's, the famed pit stop, if you want to call it, it's an upscale gas station found in Texas. Well, they open up their first Bucky's, B U C E E S, outside of Texas on the eastern shore of Alabama a couple months back. And now it looks like Bucky's has done well. They're opening another Bucky's. This time in the Birmingham area, it leads just off of exit 140 off of I-20. And it's going to be awesome to see that in the Birmingham area as they've broken ground on another sprawling 50,000 square foot convenience store, gas station and travel center. It's expected to begin the construction there this fall and it'll take about a year to complete. And as cars and trucks pass by on I-20 behind them, the beaver mascot there or the owner Arch Beaver Alpen the third, the owner, told the crowd of about 100 in the groundbreaking that his company was built on hard work. And I just passed through I-20 in the Leeds area over the weekend, and I kind of needed to stop, but I kept on trucking. But now that I know that Bucky's is going to Leeds, Alabama, I am excited about that. In fact, I may be wrong, but I think Leeds is the hometown of one Charles Barkley. Maybe they'll have some Charles Barkley merchandise the round mound of rebound there in the birmingham area but congratulations to bucky's and their growth in alabama now we just need to get them in a few other places we love what we have out there now but they do something a little bit different and i think that would be a great thing to see more bucky's around the south at least alabama the heart of dixie's got it looks like two coming on board when the second one is available sometime in 2020 now florida we got to pick on you. A new poll shows that 50% of Floridians won't help the panhandle of Florida. What? A poll for Rebuild 850, the area code partially demolished by Hurricane Michael, found that 50% of those surveyed would do nothing to help still struggling residents, while 75% said they would not consider monetary donations. All this in Florida. Sachs Media Group conducted the survey of a 1,000 Floridians for the National Hurricane Survival Initiative and Rebuild 850. The survey was meant to gauge statewide awareness of the storm and its continued effects. Michael was the second most powerful storm to hit the U.S. mainland, and many residents are still living in tents, struggling with mental health issues and lack work as a result of Hurricane Michael. And remember, I guess a lot of these respondents to the survey weren't in the panhandle of Florida so they've already, they weren't really phased by this thing, and they don't really have a good Southern spirit to help out their fellow Floridians of the Panhandle, according to the survey, at least. Hey, here's a Jesse Smollett sighting. And you know the guy that was on that TV show and went to Chicago and claimed he got beat up, claimed race, claimed Trump was a part of the problem, I guess? Well, guess what? After all the turmoil in Chicago, he's now been spotted a Smoothie King. In Atlanta, he was at the Smoothie King on 10th and Piedmont early on Wednesday, and a reporter for the CBS affiliate in Atlanta was at that same Smoothie King ordering a refreshing drink when he caught a glimpse of Smollett standing outside the store drinking a smoothie. He was seen wearing a ball cap and sunglasses to hide his appearance, and an employee of that Smoothie King who took Smollett's order, she told them that he was really nice and friendly, and she was surprised he had shades and a hat on. And she could tell he didn't want to be seen. According to Anderson of the new of the affiliate, he ordered a strawberry kiwi breeze and a berry punch. Remember, he's been fired from Empire. 
And I don't know what he's doing in Atlanta. Remember, Atlanta's supposed to be the, or Georgia in particular, is this place that's supposed to be having actors boycott it. Here we have this guy who's, I don't know where he's from originally, but in Atlanta at a Smoothie King and getting something, I guess, uh, people like him order when they go a strawberry kiwi breeze and berry punch from Smoothie King. And our final story before we take a little break. In South Carolina and North Carolina, there's about to be a battle with an Indian tribe, and it's over state boundary lines. The Cherokee Indians are in the western North Carolina mountains, and they have Casino, Cherokee, North Carolina. And now the Catawba Indians of South Carolina are arguing that the boundary lines between North and South are artificial and shouldn't affect their effort to gain a foothold in the industry. They hope to revive efforts to build a casino along an interstate in North Carolina where they say they have a historical and legal claim to land. Now, U.S. senators from both states back the Catawba, but their efforts may not be enough. A bill they've sponsored in Congress has drawn opposition from North Carolina lawmakers and the Cherokee tribe among the state's most prolific campaign donors. So Indians fighting in Congress over North and South Carolina and their stakes in the land there of these and, and i guess the catawbas are right there that is an artificial line between north and south i don't think at any point there is a river or creek dividing the two states other than lake norman i think may be part of the state line but it's not like the georgia south carolina line where you have the savannah river we have more headlines coming up stay where you are the y'all show will continue Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings at your local Sprint store June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Now for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, this weekend only, when you switch to Sprint, you'll get $100 via prepaid MasterCard for each new phone you lease. The more lines you switch, the more savings you'll get. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more and check out other great deals. Less required phone trading credit provided online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Requires port online registration and 60 days of service before card ships. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888.
Continuing on with headlines from throughout the Southland, this is y'all with John Rawl. Welcome back, and we start out with a ruling on Wednesday from the U.S. Supreme Court, and it's great news if you want to open up a liquor store in the volunteer state, as the Supreme Court has struck down a law in Tennessee that makes it hard for outsiders to break into the state's liquor sales market. I know that's big news in the Memphis area. The court ruled 7-2 to in a ruling that a state requirement that someone live in Tennessee for two years to be eligible for a license to sell liquor violates the Constitution. And that outcome was a victory for a family that moved to Tennessee because of their daughter's disability and a national chain with nearly 200 liquor stores in 23 states. Justice Samuel Lido wrote in his opinion for the court that states have considerable power to regulate the sale of alcohol, but they can't discriminate against out-of-state interests. The predominant effect of the residency requirement is to protect Tennessee liquor sellers from, quote, out-of-state competition, he wrote. In a dissent, Justice Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, they wrote that the 21st Amendment left the regulation of alcohol to the states. That's a clear point. That's I like that point there. But yes, it's changing as the Supreme Court has ruled on the sale of spirits in the volunteer state. That you can now have a liquor license and not necessarily be a Tennessee resident. More news from the volunteer state and sadly, the former interim head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, Tony Barone Sr., has died. He was interim coach for the Grizz in 2006 and 2007 and had been an assistant coach for the NBA franchise several years before that. He also served as head coach at Creighton and Texas A&M before moving on to the NBA. He was 72 years old. And the Grizzlies put a tweet out with his photo on Wednesday again. Former Memphis Grizzly coach, Tony Barone Sr., dead at the age of 72. Another passage in Tennessee. Jerry Kerrigan, a drummer for both Elvis and the possum George Jones, has died. He was an Alabama-born drummer, and he was the first rhythm section for Fame Studio in Muscle Shoals and later an in-demand session player in Nashville, and he died in Chattanooga. When he was just a teenager, he and a couple of friends helped create the Muscle Shoals sound under the guidance of producer Rick Hall. They played on some of the earliest fame records, including Arthur Alexander's You Better Move On, and then that led Kerrigan to get a chance to play in the backup band that opened for the Beatles on their first U.S. concert in Washington, D.C. back in 1964. And then again, he worked with not only George Jones, but also Elvis Presley. Again, former drummer for Elvis and the possum, Jerry Kerrigan, has died at the age of 75. Actor-director Clint Eastwood, the legend, is going to return to Georgia to film a new movie all about Richard Jewell, and this comes despite calls for a boycott over Georgia's abortion law. Remember that Eastwood just filmed that movie, I think it was last year in Georgia, about being a the mule, I think was the name of the movie. I saw it was a great movie. And he's going to film this new movie, The Ballad of Richard Jewell, despite these calls for the boycott over the heartbeat abortion bill. Now, this movie, of course, is going to be about the guy who, in 1996, got accused of setting off the bomb at Centennial Olympic Park during Atlanta's Olympic Games. And it was totally made-up news, maybe the original fake news of this security guard being accused of such a senseless murder of people. And ended up Eric Rudolph pleaded guilty to the bombing in 2005, and Jewell eventually sued media outlets for dragging his name through the mud and he won. 
But this movie, again, being directed by Clint Eastwood, filming in Georgia soon, The Ballad of Richard Jewell. Looking forward to seeing that one. Good Lord, God bless Clint Eastwood. He's pushing 90, and he's still active and does an awesome job. Most of his movies now that he stars in, of course, he plays a very old person, but there's a place for actors that are old in movies, and what an unbelievable talent. An honorary Southerner. I don't think he's ever lived in the South, but he... I think is descended from Southerners. I think he's a member of the Sons of Confederate Veterans. I think Clint Eastwood looking forward to seeing that movie when it gets completed. How about this story? I got to credit Ryan Fowler of Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, the sports station. Ryan hosts the game on that station every day, a four hour <laughs> soap opera about Alabama Crimson Tide football primarily. But I was talking to Ryan earlier this week and he said, Hey, this would be a great story idea for your show. And I got to read the headline, okay? Alabama car dealership offers free shotgun, Bible, and an American flag to customers. In Chatham, Alabama, at Chatham Ford. This is in southwest Alabama, and this dealership, it went viral for its God, Guns, and Freedom campaign that's running until July 31st. The general manager there, Kobe Palmer, he talks about an offer in a Facebook video that now has over 60,000 views. And in the video, he cocks his rifle in one hand, holds a Bible in the other while standing in front of a pickup truck with an American flag draped over its tailgate. He says, it's a safe community. They're very proud of their country. And almost everybody here likes to hunt, insisting that the 4th of July inspired campaign is meant to be patriotic, not political. And the 29-year-old said, we don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. It's not like we're just walking around and handing out guns. But again, if you go buy a new pick-em-up truck at Chatham Ford in Chatham, Alabama, you get, along with the truck, a free shotgun, a Bible, and an American flag. Now, I have to go check my local Ford dealership and find out what kind of perks they got. This might be a growing trend and will help Ford become the dominant pickup truck again. If they're not already, I, I haven't looked and seeing the sales figures for trucks these days. But that's pretty creative, and I guess they're getting away with it. And kudos to them, probably driving the people that are against gun rights. Bonkers. Now to a story that I saw this week, the most common third language in each state. I think it's understood that most Americans speak English, and if you don't speak English, you speak Spanish. That's the second most common language in our country and in our region. But what's the third language, if there is a third language spoken? The most commonly spoken language in Alabama, excluding English and Spanish. And we have the list from the entire country in front of us. As Business Insider used responses from the U.S. Census Bureau's American Community Survey to determine the most commonly spoken language, again, excluding English and Spanish in each of our states. And I'm looking at the South, and I'm proud of my native state and Kentucky for having, I think, a little bit of an unusual choice for the third language. But let me tell you, and I'll go from, uh, let me go from Texas eastward, okay? The not English, not Spanish, what's the third most common language spoken? And this one here I'm about to start with is in three of our southern states. Vietnamese is the most common third language in Texas. It is also the third most common language spoken in Oklahoma. Now, the two states that touch each other in the northwest section of our region, 
both have the only two states that have Chinese as the most common language outside of English and Spanish spoken. Chinese spoken in Missouri and Arkansas. There you have it. Now, I don't think it would be too surprising what Louisiana's other language is. It's French. Of course, a long history there with the French language being spoken in Acadiana. And I love that. I wish French was the second most spoken language in the state of Louisiana. But unfortunately, Spanish has just kind of taken over. And I don't like that. I don't like it because we've allowed it to be taking over. We've allowed our government forums to now have Spanish. That's not fair for every one of the other ethnic groups that come to this country that speak French or Vietnamese or Chinese. And they don't have these forums and they don't have these signs all over in their languages. But we let Spanish just take over and that's wrong and it's also taken over our airwaves in a lot of places sorry you got me fired up here now vietnamese is also the most common third language in the great state of mississippi and i know a little bit about that because after the vietnam war a lot of vietnamese fishermen settled on the gulf coast of mississippi had a great meal not long ago in gulfport by a, a family of vietnamese refugees that opened up a po'boy place in gulfport love that place and, and then that's why Vietnamese is the third most common language spoken in Mississippi. All of these states, by the way, the number one language choice is not, it shouldn't be English. It should be Southern. <laughs> Got to speak our Southern English like the group Alabama sang about one time. The state of Tennessee has a little bit of a surprising choice for its third language. Arabic is the third most common language in Tennessee. And there's another Southern state that has that same choice that i'll tell you about in a second kentucky hey i guess they're tracing their roots to the cincinnati area for this one the most common language outside of english and spanish in the commonwealth of kentucky is german guten tag congratulations kentucky for having that as your choice now i told you there's another state that's got arabic that would be west by god virginia arabic is the third most common language in that state in alabama korean is the third most common language that's also the case for georgia alabama and georgia korean third most spoken language in florida because of the influx of the where it is on the map haitian creole the third most common language spoken in that state again spanish is easily number two haitian creole number three in the sunshine state south carolina going back to what i told you earlier they are just like kentucky german is the third most common language spoken in the palmetto state wunderbar and i guess we could kind of give a little bit of credit to that for the german settlements that were in south carolina prior to the revolutionary war of which my family was a part of by the way but also a little bit of this might come from the fact that BMW has a strong presence in the South Carolina upstate as they have a manufacturing plant and they make more BMW cars, I think, there than anywhere in the world. I think I'm right on that. I know it's where they make the SUVs for BMW and are exported all over the world right there in Greer, South Carolina. French is the third most common language of the state of North Carolina. Korean, just like in Alabama and Georgia, is the third most common language spoken in Virginia. And finally, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, or rather of Maryland, French is that state's third most common language. And that, again, from Business Insider, a list of the most commonly spoken languages 
in the South, excluding English and Spanish. And it should be the fourth, because I said it should be the Southern English number one, or should I say numero uno. <laughs> and finally, wrapping up our headlines of the South today, have y'all got a ring camera? They see them, you see them advertised on television, the kind of a modern day technology gadget where you can go up and ring a doorbell, but it's actually a video camera and the people can see, not just get a doorbell, but they can see who you are. It'll go to your smartphone even. Well, a ring camera in Florida has captured a man. Pardon me for saying this, uh, 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 doing a number two on a driveway there in North Lauderdale, Florida. And the homeowner that this happened to, he wants an apology from the person that did this, this person defecating on his driveway, leaving a mess. And actually the guy, it's all captured on video. I've seen it. He pulls up in his little green car in the broad daylight, kind of plops down right by his car, does his business. Then he takes his shirt off and wipes himself and then leaves the shirt by his mess and then takes off in his car. I mean, it, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Again, in broad daylight, caught on video camera. The Broward County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident and trying to identify the man caught on video relieving himself. Good luck with that. Unfortunately, Florida, like most of the South, they don't put the license plate on the front of the car that shows the registration. So I don't know if this ring camera caught the back end of the tag of the car here, but uh, what a, a, a gross story here on a Thursday on y'all. But hey, it's in the headlines, and that's what we do here on y'all. We find some of the crazy stuff out there from Jesse Smollett going and ordering a smoothie to what happens in South Florida here in this case. When we come back on y'all, we have got some great 4th of July plans laid out for you, and we'll let you know where you might want to go crank up the car and head to for the 4th of July to celebrate. Plus, hey, there are a lot of companies in the South that offer really cool tours of their companies, of their factories. And when we come back, we'll let you know where some of those places are. Thanks to Style Blueprint, that's all ahead on y'all. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit. How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't no. touch that. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. 
Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Friendly reminder, at the start of the second hour today, we're going to have a special guest. Alan Chaney is going to join us from Los Angeles. He has written a new book called Crescendo. It's all about his grandparents, Fred and Winnie Allen, in Thomasville, Georgia. And you'll hear the amazing story of the piano virtuoso that his grandfather is and his influence in South Georgia and how his grandson has taken that and put it on a book. And we're just excited to bring him on as a special guest we'll have that at the start of hour two plus we'll have our sec spotlight again vanderbilt your national champion and we'll hear tim corbin plus a couple of his players in our sec spotlight of the y'all show in the second hour now thanks to y'all.com we are getting ready for the fourth of july which is exactly one week from today and on y'all if you go there right now we have all 16 southern states featured with the fireworks celebration some of the best ones going on in each of the states so i had to randomly pick two to promote real quick here on today's y'all show and i just kind of reached in the hat and i pulled out the two t's texas and tennessee so let me run through first off texas 11 places in texas to celebrate the fourth of july from the y'all staff okay 
Addison, Kaboom Town in Addison, Texas is a great place, a free admission for the 4th of July. This one sounds like a lot of fun in the state capital of Austin. It's Willie Nelson's 4th of July picnic. Woo! Willie, I don't know if he's going to be there or not, or if he even knows he's going to be there. Might want to tell him, but I think he is going to be there. He's going to be there with his family and Luke Combs and more from what I'm reading here. So check it out. Willie Nelson's 4th of July picnic. He better be there if it's named after him. Fort Worth's 4th is going to be in Fort Worth on July 4th. Spring, Texas has the 4th of July fireworks show. Dallas has the Fair Park 4th on the Midway. And in Bernie, Texas, it's the Bernie 4th of July fireworks Allen, Texas has the Market Street Allen USA Celebrates. Also in San Antonio, it's Woodlawn Lake Park celebrating the 4th of July. Freedom Over Texas is in Buffalo Bayou in the Houston, Texas area. That's going to be a big event. Abilene's got the Freedom Festival. And in Frisco, north of Dallas, it's Frisco Freedom Fest going on two days, July 3rd and 4th. That's just Texas. Now to Tennessee. Tennessee, I hear you calling me. We've got from y'all the seven places to celebrate America's birthday in the volunteer state from Memphis to East Tennessee. Get ready. Here we go. Here's the places you want to check out in Tennessee, according to y'all. Knoxville Festival on the 4th. That's going to be right in the city of Knoxville at World's Fair Park. Gatlinburg Midnight 4th of July Parade. Oh, for 44 years, Gatlinburg has kicked off the holiday with the 4th of July Midnight Parade, which starts at 12.01 a.m. on July 4th. That's pretty unusual. That sounds like a lot of fun. Let Freedom Sing in Nashville. That's July 3rd and 4th. Remember, Nashville has arguably one of the largest fireworks display in the country on the 4th of July. The 29th Annual Patriot Festival takes place in Pigeon Forge on July 4th. Also, you have in Kingston, Tennessee, the Smokin' the Water 4th of July celebration on the banks of Watts Bar Lake. Memphis 4th of July Festival. Watch the fireworks over the mighty Mississippi River over Mud Island and more. That's the night of the 4th of July. Then finally, in the Lookout City, hey, perfect, the Chattanooga Lookouts baseball team versus the Jumbo Shrimp of Jacksonville, Jacksonville's AA franchise. It's the Lookouts and Jumbo Shrimp Fireworks Spectacular in Chattanooga, Tennessee. All that on July 4th. Now, if you are planning out your 4th of July plans or even maybe trying to squeeze something else cool in before the kids go back to school, thanks to StyleBlueprint.com, which connects women to their community, we have a list of some of the great factory tours worth taking across the southeast. Margaret McClintock has done a great job of profiling a bunch of really neat places for you to go check out. So let me read off a few of these that Margaret has kind of pinned, and you can go read more at the website. Spirits Tours, you've got the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee, a awesome place to go to. Louisville's got the Maker's Mark Distillery. Now, some of these involve a price. You might want to check each one if you're interested, but just a really neat thing for you and others to go kind of spy on these factories of the southeast also in gatlinburg you've got sugarlands distillery that is a factory tour that you can take now when it comes to sweets in nashville you've got the olive and sinclair chocolates factory you can go see how that's done there in athens tennessee just north of chattanooga between chattanooga and knoxville you've got mayfield dairy farms they offer tours there and tours are 450 for adults and they run monday tuesday thursday and friday from nine to five and saturdays from nine to two Maybe they'll throw in an ice cream sandwich while you're there at Mayfield Dairy Farms. 
novelties in Louisville, Kentucky. You can go to the Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory. Maybe check out how you can get a custom-made baseball bat there in Louisville. I love this place. It's right there in downtown Nashville, part of the great hotel there. The Hatch Showprint, connected to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Awesome place. Even if you don't pay or go in there to this actual place they make these show prints you can be in the lobby of the hotel and walk down the corridor and see them working on those posters a really neat thing to see from a food standpoint in dandridge tennessee bushes baked beans offers great tours there this is just off of highway 411 between knoxville and johnson city tennessee bushes baked beans you know they got the dog there uh, Jay Bush and Duke, I think, is the dog's name. I don't know if they're going to always be there. Hey, if you're in the magic city of Birmingham, Golden Flake offers tours of their plant. Throw in a couple of potato chips, hot, thin, and crispy. Maybe you like the dill pickle variety or the dip style. I love the sweet heat barbecue that Golden Flake makes. And you can take a tour of their place right in Birmingham. Also, Avery Island, Louisiana. Might have to travel away, but well worth it. You can go see the factory of Tabasco and their pepper sauce made available a 10-stop factory tour is only $5.50, and you can go to their website and learn a whole lot more about it. Hey, don't forget Coca-Cola in Atlanta. You can go tour that, see all kinds of cool stuff. Now, that's not a cheap one. Tours at Coke cost $17 for adults, but you can go learn how Coke, the history and the bottling and all that. Nissan Plant in Smyrna, Tennessee gives you a tour of their car plant. That sounds like a really neat thing. So also you can go to Spartanburg and go to the BMW Zentrum Museum, learn more about BMW's role in the automobile industry there in Greer and in the Greenville Spartanburg area of South Carolina. And that's just a handful of the factories of the South that offer you a chance to get an up close and personal view of what goes on at their factories each and every day. And isn't that a cool mix of places for you to go see, whether it's from the distillery standpoint, the sweet standpoints, the automotive standpoint, love it, love it, love it. it. Gives me something to think about and where we can work our way here on the Y'all Show when we go on location. Well, that will wrap up our first hour of this Thursday edition and enjoy your festive South. When we come back in hour two, our special guest, Alan Chaney, will be joining us to talk about his new book, his first book, Crescendo. Also, we'll have our SEC spotlight. Hey, the Vanderbilt Commodores are your national champs of college baseball. And we'll have other SEC football and basketball notes to pass along. All that on y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings. Now, for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, for a limited time, you can pick up an iPad on us when you lease a new iPhone. It's an unrivaled pair. Get both and save big when you switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more. That's June 28th, 29th, and 30th at Sprint. 
Less required phone trading credit provided after online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC, iPad 6, Gen 32, gigabyte $0 per month after 1917 monthly credit for 24 months. Credit apply within two bills. Requires new line on qualifying plan. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Tax due at sale. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. When tracking the domestic dust bunny, you commonly find them hiding under wardrobes next to lost socks. Don't move too suddenly or they'll scurry off. What's utterly fascinating about the dust bunny is that although they are not actually sentient creatures, when they hear that Geico not only saves people money, but also has a 97% customer satisfaction rating, it's obvious to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Oh no, it's the dust bunny's only natural predator. Run along, dust bunnies, run along. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The Y'all Show, continuing on with our fun all about the South. Each and every day we cover the news, the sports, the food, the music, and we also throw in a little book talk from time to time. Welcome back to the All Southern Show with your host, John Rawl. And now we have a very special guest joining us now as he has penned his first book, Alan Chaney. He has roots in Georgia. And he's got a brand new book hitting shelves soon called Crescendo. He co-wrote this with Julie Cantrell, a New York Times best-selling author in Cantrell. And Alan is joining us right now to talk about this book, which is very personal, and we'll to him at least, and we'll discuss why right now. Welcome in, Alan. Hi, John. Thank you. Hello there. Now, we told folks you have that connection to Georgia. Thomasville, Georgia is, I guess, your, is it, would you consider that your hometown? Oh, yes, sir. Born and raised. My whole family's back in Thomasville. So okay. those are, that's where all my roots are. Well, I had to check out your social media profile, and you've got Georgia, <laughs> Tennessee, California. You're like me all over the place. But hey, if, any, if there's a war and you've got to pick a state, are you picking Georgia? I, I it's Georgia all the way, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I was in Thomasville a couple months ago, a lovely place right on the Florida line, probably 30 minutes drive north of Tallahassee. Beautiful homes. Maybe one of those was yours. 
Well, I mean, my family moved to, lived in a little bit of a newer home in a beautiful part of town, surrounded by all those pretty old houses. And yeah, yeah it's I'm a very prideful place to grow up. I loved it. Yeah, it's a, a an area of South Georgia that has, as I'm not kidding, has wonderful homes. I guess going back pre Civil War in some of the cases. Oh, yeah. And it, it just uh, yep. if you haven't been there, a lot of people in Tallahassee make an effort to go up to Thomasville to check out that because it's classic old South. They right do. There. And I, that's yeah, how yeah, I got there first It's a great place time. to spend the day. It yeah. is. People from all over come up for lunch and shop. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah. And I actually spent, I, I, I knocked out the triumvirate of South Georgia cities in one morning. I went to Cairo, home of the syrup makers, and I went to Thomasville, and then I went to Quitman and got gas in Quitman. So I, I did I do a pretty good job? <laughs> you covered it. And then I had yeah. to go to the big city of Valdosta. Uh, but big it, old city. That's, that's big to us. <laughs> it is big. All right, let's tell folks a little bit. Besides writing books, you've been involved in all kinds of of media, and you're a relatively young guy to your credit. So kudos on a nice jump start here to your career. But you are working in television and film. You went to Lagrange College, which is in Lagrange, Georgia, right on the Alabama line. And you have just kind of been doing everything. Tell us a little bit about what led you to choose this career path. Honestly, I never uh, planned to do film. I was a music guy most of my life, and I thought I'd be producing music. And after school, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, just sort of fell into it, needed some extra work, and ended up doing sort of on-set help uh, for a production company. And fast forward now, I guess, gosh, eight years and I am producing TV and film and working on the development side, so I help put projects together. And I never meant to do it, but I absolutely love it. I love the energy of it. I love the creative aspect of it. It's a lot of always fun people get to travel all over. So I may have fallen into it, but I'm, I'm glad I did. Well, one of the upcoming projects you have, I think, later this year is you're working with Queen Latifah in Thomasville on a film film adaptation of The Tiger Rising. You're an executive producer of that. How in the world did that come to be? Well, um, so that's a project with a very good friend of mine, uh, Deborah Giratana. She's a producer out here in L.A. that she's had for a couple of years and uh, actually many years. And um, Deb is a good friend. She's actually a little bit of a mentor to me, and they were putting that together. And, you know, I was able to offer Thomasville because Georgia is such a great state to film in. We have an amazing tax incentive. And, you know, growing up in Thomasville, I know the city so well. I know the areas. And it's based on a beautiful uh, children's book by an author called Kate DiCamillo. And uh, it's actually required reading around the country for a lot of kids. And so it has a massive audience. And uh, it was the kind of project I want to be a part of. And so when Deb was putting this together and, and we had a chance to, to bring the, to the asset of Thomasville and, and the state of Georgia to help help uh, see it through, um, that's how I got attached. And she came down and she took a look and fell in love and said, this is where we need to film this movie. So it was just kind of pure luck, but that's Thomasville and Georgia coming through for me. Well, Georgia, as we have talked about on this show many times, I think it is the leading state in the South for film production and TV show production as well. And would you say it might be number two in the country right now or where it might rank in terms of production? Believe it or not, Georgia is really considered to be about the number one state. I think there's actually a little bit more production at times going on, at least so I've heard, than in California. Okay. It's because that incentive is so strong, and they have put so much effort into building a 
what we call brick and mortar, you know, structure in and around Atlanta and now Savannah studios and offices. They've really, you know, the film industry is really invested in Georgia. And yeah, it's, it's at times I think it's probably the leading state in the country. Well, you're looking to do this project in Thomasville. What other movies have been filmed in and around Thomasville that we might be familiar with? I hear this is the interesting part. Uh, to my knowledge, none. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of blue ocean territory. It's um, which is incredible for me because, you know, I I just love that area so much, and I've just fallen in love with what I do. So to be able to marry those two in some way for me um, is a, is an exciting thing. But yeah, I don't think there's been much production. There may have been some small stuff filmed there in the past in that area, but no no major films, no major television shows, and um. You know, this is sort of an exciting new new frontier, I think, for our area. Which All is right. cool. Well, again, if you're having a hard time getting people to go back to your hometown to work on these kind of projects, and they're scared of Georgia, they're scared of Thomasville, all you got to do is say, hey, we're really close to Boston. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they won't know what Boston, but... <laughs> yeah, that, that's in the same county, yeah. I do believe, Boston, Georgia. Boston is, yeah, yeah, it is. I love Boston, Georgia. It's another cute, like, nice little town, and yeah, it's a great, great little place. All right, well, that's that's a project down the road, but right now, we're talking about Crescendo, and this is where you've put on your book writing hat, and you have teamed up with Julie Cantrell to write this book. As I said, this is kind of a personal book for you, because it kind of ties into your own family. Do tell, sir. Crescendo is the life story um, of my grandparents, uh, my mother's mother and father, and the work that they did uh, in Thomasville with music and the arts and young people for almost 50 years. Uh, so it's a very personal book. That's that's the basis um, of the story. But uh, to give you a quick overview, my my granddad was born in in sort of rural South Georgia, outside of Lagrange, um, and went to Lagrange College. Met my grandmother. They ended up moving to New York. He had a very tough life when he was a kid, uh, very impoverished, uh, you know, somewhat neglectful, and really, by all accounts, probably shouldn't have have had too much opportunity in life, but just by the goodwill of people who saw talent in this young kid and uh, wanted to see him succeed, um, the community of LaGrange and, and others. He graduated top of his class at LaGrange and then went on to be a, a student at um, Juilliard in New York, the number one music school in the world, Columbia University. He got his doctorate from Columbia and ended up becoming a music producer in in uh in new york for rca records and just had an incredible career which ultimately i'm not going to give it away you got to read the book but um gave it all up and ended up becoming a music teacher in deep south georgia in the early 70s and uh, he and my grandmother and their only child my mom uh, made a life there and spent 45 years teaching and started a big performing arts group called the Thomasville Music and Drama Troupe, which saw thousands of young people in our community just sort of help them find a stage and a spotlight and gave them music to shine and to express themselves and, and, uh, and something that I'm very, very proud of. And that's, that's the overview of Crescendo. And yeah, it's, it's special to me.
All right. We're talking today with an accomplished Southerner, got his first book about to come out and has worked in television and film in the past. Alan Chaney is our special guest here today on the Y'all Show. His upcoming book is Crescendo, about the life of his grandparents, which you call them not grandma and grandpa or by their first names. What do you, what do you call them? <laughs> All right, so their names are Winnie and Fred, and we can thank my older brother for their nicknames because when he was very small, um, just trying to say, you know, Grandma Winnie or Grandpa Fred or just any of that, we ended up with Woo, W-O-O is my grandmother, Woo, trying to say Winnie, and F-F, we pronounce Fuffa for Fred. So it's Woo and Fuffa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's another set of that anywhere in the world with that. I don't either. I don't either. And when you write it out, it's funny because no, you write it on paper and people don't know how to say the FF. It's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, it's, those are their nicknames. Woo and Fuffa. Now, Alan, are you blessed to have both of your grandparents still with us? I am. I am. I was very blessed growing up, man. I had uh, both. I actually had all my grandparents growing up and some of my great grandparents. I was very blessed to have a tight knit family and we were all around and most of us were all in South Georgia. And and yeah, very fortunate. All right. Well, you mentioned how your grandfather and grandmother alike decided to stay in Thomasville and they've worked with local troops, drama troops and music performers around that part of georgia are they still involved mm-hmm. i assume they're getting on up there in eight years are they still they are, involved? they are they're they're yes sir they're a little up there they're not anymore uh, so the organization the thomas music and drama troupe that they started and and uh and fostered for 45 years that, that is still going and it's still a real pride point in our community and there's still a lot of kids that go through that and and you know get a chance to to learn incredible music and performing skills from it but he stepped down about i want to say seven or eight years ago and they've got great new directors in place um and yeah he's you know after 45 years of commitment and uh after he saw his daughter and then his grandkids i'm one of three through the through the program yeah he just kind of was ready to to pass it on but it's still down there all right, good old woo and fuffa. All right, if you want to check out this book, it's called Crescendo. Now, you pinned this with Julie Cantrell, who I think is based in Oxford, Mississippi, or was at one time, and she has penned books like Perennials, The Feathered Bones, and she, again, is a New York Times bestselling author. Tell me about the collaboration of you two in writing Crescendo. I'll tell you, I have... Um I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of great and talented people uh, out here in L.A. and just over the last several years. Julie Cantrell has been the most enjoyable experience in my life to work with her. Uh, I got put with Julie because when uh, this book opportunity first came up, uh, my book agent was helping me to to pitch the project to some publishers and and you know as excited as we were to see this thing start. Um, the only problem is I'm not a writer. Uh, it's just not sort of how I always joke with people and I tell them I don't even spell that well, you know, so I I needed to find someone who could actually, who knew the structure of writing and, uh, by good fortune, uh, the publisher who I went with, um, at W books, which is a part of the Harper Collins family, uh, they recommended that I talk to Julie Cantrell, who was a, is a New York times bestselling author, um, Southerner which was a huge plus in my book. Um, and when I when we spoke on the phone and we talked about this project and what I hoped that it could be, and I learned sort of her writing style and, and, and her passion for, you know, the kind of stories that she tells, it was a natural fit. 
And so I always say within an hour on the phone, I told Julia, I was like, you're who, you're who I want to write this story with me. And so, um, well, I did a lot of the crafting for the story, you know, sort of the high view and the arcs and all. Julie's words are, you know, are what made this what it is. And so I've been so blessed to, to be able to call her my, my writing partner here for the last year. All right. Well, we're looking forward to this book. By the way, if you want to Google Alan anytime, his name is spelled A-L-L-E-N, last name C-H-E-N-E-Y, Alan Chaney. And he's our special guest here on our Buy the Book feature of the y'all show well you got the book done it's in the can so i guess you're a guy that likes television and film work are we going to see a visual component of crescendo at some point i sure hope so that was the uh that was actually the way this whole project started wanted to do a film um i was already building that out in my mind about what that would look like um and uh yeah the book this was, it was a very organic thing that came about um so a lot of my friends who are creatives out here in la they said, man, this is such an incredible story, and there's so much you could do with it. They said, you know, you you ought to not um, rule out the idea of putting it on paper and, and, and putting this out there uh, as a book and letting letting people, you know, take this in. And you, you can put so much more on the paper than you can in just a two-hour window of a movie. So they said, you know, write this story down, put it out there. And plus, you with with film, there's so much content being made today, uh, visual content, that a lot of stuff gets lost in the fray. It just it gets lost in it. And so it was important for me to give this thing its own life um, in the literary world. And people are so loyal to books. People still love to read. And uh, and so, uh, you know, that, that was how this started. But it was always meant, in my mind, because I'm a visual creative, uh, to be a movie, to be a series, to be something. It's the visuals in my mind, when I think about my grandparents' life, are so beautiful and vivid. And the music, the, mu- the soundtrack of their life, I think, is the greatest soundtrack ever because you're talking about, 80 years of a music prodigy's life. I mean, this kid who could play the piano perfectly when he was three years old, his feet couldn't touch the pedals on the piano, but he could play perfectly. Um, I mean, he's given music to thousands of people. And so this is meant to be seen and heard, uh, not just read, but as excited as I am about this book. Yeah. I hoped we can turn key and do a, do some type of visual build out in the very near future. And I can tell you that, um, I've been fortunate to give this book out to some great friends and fellow producers and filmmakers out here in LA. And I've got a lot of people who would love to help me make it, which is a blessing. All right. The book is Crescendo, the story of a musical genius who forever changed a southern town. And that would be Alan Chaney's grandfather. And the town would be Thomasville, Georgia, and a wonderful part of South Georgia. Love the cover. You've got a good, as I've told people on this show many, many times, one of my goals is to live in an area where you got Spanish moss. And there's no shortage of Spanish moss in <laughs> Thomasville, Georgia. No, sir. And that Spanish moss tree on the live oak right there on the cover alongside of the illustration of a piano player what's your favorite song that your grandfather plays on the piano my favorite song my grandfather plays on the piano that's a loaded question i grew up laying under his piano on the floor just spending hours listening to him play um let me think you know he played a lot of the classics i was fortunate to grow up listening to 
a lot of older music. And at nighttime, when my grandmother cooks dinner, they have this beautiful grand piano, the Steinway, in their in their family room right next to the kitchen. And she'll cook, and and you know he'll just sit there and play for an hour or two before dinner. And it's uh, it just I don't necessarily have a favorite, but I know it probably if I had to really whittle it down, it would be a, it would be a classic, a standard, something from the forties, the fifties. Does he play Georgia? Because uh, that's the that's go ahead Georgia. The old song that you know what actually he has played Georgia a lot songs like that songs yeah. like Georgia the very thought of you uh, there's a song called uh, that's all I'm not sure who wrote that's all but um, it's a class it's a standard from the uh, the forties mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Bublé Frank Sinatra Nat King Cole they've all done covers of it but music like that that's the music that I think has been the love music between them for their whole lives and uh, a lot of us who went through the music and drama troupe were fortunate to to sing sing those classic songs and that's the kind of music that I picture when I think about being in their house and just relaxing it's that that kind of music uh, <laughs> coming out of his piano and since he played before supper time did you have to give him a tip I did not luckily <laughs> I did not <laughs> and do you know how to play you know what? That's the sad one of the sad parts of my life. No, uh, don't tell me. Grandfather, don't. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Who's, I've got a grandfather who is. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, who's probably one of the greatest pianists that ever lived. I mean, the man literally doesn't look at music; it's inside of him, and it just pours through his fingers and then into the keys. Uh, he really never uses music; it's just so ingrained into him. And he is he is a musical genius. He's been one since since he was an infant and so uh i don't i I think part of me my mom always said the same thing when you're around somebody that good you almost (laughs) well yeah you're inspired to learn you also just want to sit back and listen and you find yourself just getting lost in his his music before you ever sit down and try to do it yourself he spoiled me is what i'm saying so just go to listen to him play and uh i haven't learned i mean i can i can I can put a few things down, chopsticks? but I certainly can't can you, truly play. You got chopsticks down? Oh, I got chopsticks. I got <laughs> chopsticks. I've got, uh, yeah, that, that's some good stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, Alan, now that you've got this book out, you can work on your next project, but maybe maybe mix in a little piano playing if you, if you get a chance, and that would be a great thing for your grandfather, Fred Allen, and your grandma as well. It's been a great time talking to you. Again, the book is Crescendo. It's out in just a few weeks, and you can find that on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble, Books & Million, and also Audible. Walmart and Target stores will also be having it, and we encourage you to check out this book by the South Georgia author that's been kind enough to talk to us today, Alan Chaney, and the book Crescendo. Thank you very much, Alan. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. The Y'all Show will continue after this break. Don't you go anywhere. Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings at your local Sprint store June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Now for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, this weekend only, when you switch to Sprint, you'll get $100 via prepaid MasterCard for each new phone you lease. The more lines you switch, the more savings you'll get. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint. 
Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more and check out other great deals. Less required phone trading credit provided online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Requires port online registration and 60 days of service before card ships. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. Vandy, Vandy, oh hell yes, Vanderbilt, your national champions once again of college baseball. Vanderbilt gets the win over the Michigan Wolverines in Game 3 of the College World Series Finals, winning 8-2 on Wednesday evening. Welcome back. It is y'all. It is our SEC Spotlight, and we are going to give Vanderbilt the proper credit here in our SEC Spotlight. We'll have some football and basketball news to get to in just a few minutes. But, hey, this segment, it's all about VU. Way to go, Vanderbilt. You did it. It's your second championship. The Vanderbilt Commodores won back in 2014, and now Tim Corbin has led this program to its second national championship. And on Wednesday, this team got behind early. Michigan got on the scoreboard first in the first inning, but – Vanderbilt stormed back in the second inning to tie it, then had three runs in the third, followed by two runs in the fourth inning, and cruised to the 8-2 victory. Mason Hickman picked up the win. 9-0 and his record for the year. Incredible, incredible. Jake Edder with four wins as part of the save, or four saves for the year, and Vanderbilt gets the big win. Now, some of my thoughts about Vanderbilt – this team won 59 games this year. They were 59 and 12. And they had to come out of this series from behind. They lost the game on Monday to Michigan. Michigan looked like they might just cruise to a national championship. But Vanderbilt had Kumar Rocker on the mound on Tuesday. And this guy, the son of Tracy Rocker, Auburn football great, and an assistant coach right now with the Tennessee Vols. Rocker was phenomenal on the mound. He ends up winning the MVP for the College World Series, by the way. And we're going to hear from Kumar Rocker in just a second. But Vanderbilt getting the second national championship along West End and Nashville. And 
you got to give Vanderbilt so much credit. This is a school, first of all, that is so unusual in the SEC. This is a program that's unusual, the way Tim Corbin does it, his recruiting strategy. The way he's been able to get great talent to come to Nashville, to come to Vanderbilt, the, to come to their, let's be honest, rinky-dink stadium. The, 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 they've done some improvements there, but it is, it's kind of been a joke compared to some of the other, other SEC programs. And I'm specifically talking about LSU, Mississippi State, and the University of Mississippi, which have, and South Carolina too, they've poured millions into their stadiums. All of those stadiums can seat at least 10,000, I think. South Carolina may not be quite that much, but they've got so much more going there. But at Hawkins Field in Nashville, it's been minor league, and I do mean minor league with the way that thing's set up. They, they even have artificial turf throughout the whole field compared to the rest of the SEC. But it doesn't matter because Vanderbilt has taken that and used it to their advantage. And they've been able to get players like David Price to come through the program and lead them. And they've had a national championship. And they have put out great players like Dansby Swanson, now with the Atlanta Braves. And and now they've got even more players more players that are signed up, more players that are on the roster now that are heading to the major leagues soon. And what a, an accomplishment for, for Vanderbilt, which last year had a heartbreaking loss in a super regional against Mississippi State. A lot of people thought last year Vanderbilt was the easy favorite to win the Natty. They couldn't do it last year, choke. And that propelled them here in 2019 to get back to Omaha and to get the job done. And they did just that on Wednesday with the big 8-2 victory over Michigan. Michigan led by a former assistant at Vanderbilt under Tim Corbin. And Michigan, no doubt, a wonderful year, 50-22, and 22, the Wolverines record. But this was Vanderbilt's year, and Vanderbilt is your national champion. Let's hear from the head coach, Tim Corbin, as ESPN called up with him just after the championship victory. And let's hear what the coach had to say about his team. I'm just happy for everyone. I mean, the staff, the players, the players made it happen. Uh, they're a very deserving group. They've put, done so many cons- consistent things during the course of, of the year. It, it's hard to really put into words, but uh, they're very deserving. They, they've backed up their actions in, in every game throughout the year. It's, uh, it's been incredible to watch. What did you tell your good friend Eric Backage at the end of the game? Oh, I mean, you know, those are personal things, but he, he knows how much I care about him. And, you know, it's tough to, to be on that other side. I get it. But he's put together a remarkable year with those guys. That's elite pitching, where they came from, and getting through the Big Ten tournament, and winning a regional, and getting through UCLA. And they gave us everything that we, we wanted and, and more. You've said so many times that this team was different. What was it about the makeup of this team that made this moment possible? It's maturity. It's just maturity and the ability to stay centered for a long period of time. I I said that. I I don't have another word for it. I mean, they've just stayed very localized in what they're doing. They've stayed together. Um, It really helps to have seven seniors back, and seven seniors deserve this. It's, uh, it's been a long four years for them in a lot of different ways, and it came full circle for them, and I'm very happy for all of them. You talk about those seniors, and they've been through a lot, the loss of a teammate. How fitting is this end for their career? It, it's, it's very fitting, and you don't, always don't get what you want in life, and they're, they're just fortunate. We're fortunate that we get to do this, but uh, we lived through that. We lost our athletic director, and this past year and David Williams so for Gail Williams this is a gift and for the Everett's it's a gift for Vanderbilt University and these fans up here it's a gift for everyone very happy for them I appreciate it congratulations thank you very much 
Tim Corbin, head coach of the Vanderbilt baseball team, just after his team picked up their second national championship for the private school along West End in Nashville. Vanderbilt, your 2019 College World Series champions. Well, one of the reasons they got to that mark was because they had a talented freshman save the day on Tuesday. Kumar Rocker, the son of a football legend, at least in Auburn world. Tracy Rocker is his father. Tracy Rocker has been an assistant coach at Georgia, at Auburn, at Mississippi. He's now an assistant coach at Tennessee. And he took time away from Rocky Top to go out to Omaha and to root his son on and the Vanderbilt Commodores on to a national championship. Well, his son may not be quite as vocal as what you might think being Tracy Rocker's son, but he did take time to talk to ESPN just after the Doors picked up the natty. Let's hear from Kumar Rocker, pitcher for Vanderbilt, after the Doors got the national championship. Kumar, you had a chance to go play pro ball after high school. Was this all worth it? Oh, man, of course it was worth it. <laughs> yes, it was worth it. It's amazing. It's just special. When you decided to sign at Vanderbilt, how did you draw it up? Was this? Did you think this was possible your first year? I think everyone knew it was possible. I think when I stepped on campus, we knew it was possible and we expected it. Why? What is it about this team that made you know? It's special. It's the way we train. It's the way we go hard every day. It's crazy. For J.J. Blade, all the, the juniors that will leave, the seniors on the, that will leave, how have they made a lasting impact on this Vanderbilt team? That's their team. 2019 National Championships are the seniors' team. Solely. What about the pitchers? Because Vanderbilt gets so much credit for the offense, but it was your pitchers that did this for the last three games. Right. They picked us up at the start of the season, of course. We had to pick them up during the end. That's part of it. What do you want to say to Coach Corbin as you give him national championship number two? Special. I said it earlier in an interview. I said he's a GOAT. He's like saving. He's got it. <laughs> Vanderbilt pitcher Kumar Rocker, who did not play Wednesday. He played Tuesday, did a phenomenal job on the bump for Vanderbilt. And this is a guy who, remind you, back in the Super Regionals, he had a no-hitter against Duke. And that survived, helped Vanderbilt survive against Duke. It helped Vanderbilt this week, not with a no-hitter, but just a great performance on Tuesday, survive and advance to a game-deciding third game in a series-deciding third game. And Vanderbilt did get the victory Wednesday against Michigan to win their second national championship. Well, one of the stars that played Wednesday but has been a big star for the team throughout the year, he's a star so much that the Miami Marlins made him the fourth pick in this year's Major League Draft. J.J. Blade, a native of Panama City Beach, Florida, went to A. Crawford Mosley High School. He spoke to ESPN. He has been a huge offensive weapon for Vanderbilt this year, and Blade talked to ESPN after his doors got the big win. J.J., you end your career here at Vanderbilt getting to celebrate a national championship. What's the feeling right now? Uh, I mean, you can't even put your, uh, you know words into describing how we're feeling right now. You know, it's uh, uh, it was a great series. You know, credit to Michigan. You know, they've uh, they've been a hell of a ball club all year, and it's just been it's just been a great great ride. The bats got going tonight. What was the difference? You know, just uh, sticking to your approach, staying in the zone, and not trying to get out of it. Next year, you'll be in a Marlins organization. How do you summarize your career at Vanderbilt? Uh, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you. I just say, always growing, listening to my elders, um, always respecting the game, and uh, you know, just enjoying the ride. You give Tim Corbin another national championship, number two for him. What's he meant to your career? He's meant so much. You know, he's been a great leader by example. You know, he's been there with us. You know, working every day. You know, regardless of the, you know what happens on the baseball field, and uh, he couldn't be a, you know a better person to look up to. I appreciate it, JJ. Go celebrate. Thank you. Yes.
the versatile offensive playmaker J.J. Blade of Vanderbilt just after his team got their second national championship in Omaha. Vanderbilt, your champions for 2019. Congratulations to the Vanderbilt baseball team, to the university, a university that's seen its share of heartbreak. I know one of the things mentioned in the championship moments on Wednesday evening was the fact that a teammate of J.J. Blade would have been a senior this year, but died a few years ago in a drowning accident, and his parents were there in Omaha. It's a rather touching thing to see that for that Vanderbilt family. And also, it was just a couple of months ago that Vanderbilt lost David Williams, the guy that had been an athletic director for them a long time and was beloved in the Vanderbilt community. He died. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. He died literally the day that he was retiring from Vanderbilt. And he died at the Pancake Pantry right across the street from the Vanderbilt campus. David Williams. So I know Tim Corbin cited that in the postgame comments. But that was a tough loss for the Vanderbilt family. And now Vanderbilt, they're going to get a new athletic director. They've got one. But it was tough to see David Williams die, literally leaving his position at the Vanderbilt campus. But a lot of people in Vanderbilt world have put up with a lot of abuse through the years. Vanderbilt is an oddball stacked up against the other giant flagship universities of states and the land-grant universities of the states that are out there, it being the only private school in the Southeastern Conference. And the fan base for Vanderbilt pales in comparison to most of the other schools out there. I already picked on Hawkinsville for being a joke compared to a lot of those programs in the SEC. But they know how to win, and they know how to get talent to Vanderbilt. And that's what Tim Corbin has done. I've been told, I don't know how to prove this, but I've been told Tim Corbin is the highest paid baseball coach in college baseball. And guess what, Vanderbilt? The money might just be worth it. I think it, I think uh, Kumar Rocker said it, that Coach Corbin is the GOAT. He is the Saban of college baseball. He might be the Dabo Sweeney of college baseball. And he is doing a great job, well worth the investment for Vanderbilt. And of course, being a private school, I don't know if we actually know his exact pay, but he's his choices and his choice of players paying off for Vanderbilt. So if you're a Vanderbilt alum today, if you're a Vanderbilt fan, congratulations. This does not happen every day that Vanderbilt wins a national championship, but you have done it again. And whether Vanderbilt ever wins a college football championship, an SEC championship in football or in basketball, they do great, at least in the sport of baseball, which is kind of a big deal. Maybe not quite as big as football and basketball, but it's still a big deal in the SEC. You have won two national championships, and not too many teams can say that. South Carolina can say that. Florida can't say that. Florida just won their first championship a few years ago. I don't think Mississippi State can say that. LSU's won a few championships to their credit. Um, Georgia's won one that I know of. By far, Vanderbilt, the the current, the kings of the mountain in the SEC, until someone else knocks them off, they've got the sport of baseball down. And congratulations, Vanderbilt. Vandy, Vandy, oh, hell yeah. I said it. (laughs) When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch from college baseball to football and basketball news in the SEC as our SEC spotlight for this week rolls on. Anchor down, VU! I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit? 
How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards, starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 3232. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely, so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. Forward Land Sharks, welcome back, y'all. It's our SEC Spotlight, and Mississippi Land Shark fans, the nasty wideouts continues. It looks like, at least in recruiting, as the Oxford-based university has picked up another talented wide receiver, this time from Spanish Fort, Alabama, as Chris Drain, a four-star wide receiver, has committed to play for the Mississippi Land Sharks, giving the Sharks a second four-star Alabama commitment in as many days. Good job, Matt Luke and all the coaches there down and down up wherever you are in Oxford for getting a huge commitment for your program. That a big time pickup for the Sharks. All right, the Shark news continues as a four-star quarterback has picked the University of Mississippi. Robbie Ashford, a four-star quarterback from Hoover, Alabama, after going to Oxford on an official visit, he announced on Twitter this week that he's going to be a University of Mississippi Shark. He's a dual-threat senior to be. He also wants to play baseball at the U of M, and he let Coach Matt Luke and his coaching staff know in person while on the visit with his parents that he is Oxford-bound. So some big recruiting news for UM Shark fans of the sec now we have an article out that we want to tell you a little bit about coming from td 
SEC football, who's better, the same, or worse? From Larry Burton, he wrote this. and According to his article, you can kind of project the losers to the top team in the SEC West. The usual bottom dweller, Vanderbilt. They might be the national champs of football, or baseball, but ba- football, they got a long way to go. They got to replace Kyle Shermer at quarterback. Vanderbilt, not looking good for them. Tennessee, last season, Tennessee brought to the tail end of the SEC with a two and six conference record, five and seven overall. Train wreck there in Knoxville. BYU is Tennessee's second game of the season. They got to get the ship righted quick for the season. Missouri, South Carolina, more questions and all that. Just just a little tease here. The projected losers to top team from the SEC West. He's got, according to this article, Arkansas is the worst team in the West. Mississippi, Matt Luke, he might be getting some good recruits coming to Oxford, but Mississippi not quite ready, according to this article. Mississippi State kind of in the middle. You'll find Texas A&M in the middle as well. Then when you get to the top of the SEC West, according to the tdalabamamag.com, Auburn, LSU, and no surprise, Alabama right there among the best of the SEC West. You can go on there, weigh in. Nothing overly, I guess, mind-blowing from this article, but check it out at tdalabamamag.com. Saturday Down South has an article out, Better or Worse, Previewing Kentucky's Defense in 2019. And this is part of a series previewing every SEC East team's defense. And the defense was supposed to be Coach Stoops' calling card when he was hired in 2012. And during his first five seasons, it didn't show a ton of defensive improvement. Kentucky's defense allowed 30-plus points per game in three of those seasons, never allowed fewer than 27.4 points per game in his first couple of seasons. But they have not gotten any better at pressuring the quarterback, according to this Saturday's Down South article. They've gotten better on run defense. Passing defense has gotten worse, and special teams a little bit better. But you can read this more, written by Joe Cox, a columnist for Saturday Down South at SaturdayDownSouth.com, looking at Kentucky's defensive unit in football. Also from Saturday Down South, they've got an article called Who Will Lead SEC Quarterbacks in Rushing in 2019, ranking the five best bets. Kelly Bryant, Mizzou, that's a guy that you might want to get used to now that he's kind of got the role of QB on his own. Joe Burrow did a good job transferring in from Ohio State in 2018. He's going to have some legs that he can get out there and do good things for Coach O in 2019. Kellen Mon of Texas A&M, he was very important in some of those games, especially that LSU game, I think, last year. And he had three runs of 50-plus yards in the 2018 season. Most quarterbacks never even get one, and he got three 50-plus yard runs for the Aggies in 2018. Joey Gatewood of Auburn, that's a name you might want to get used to hearing. He is going to get a chance to come in and take over a program that's in desperate need of a solid quarterback. And then Big Blue, Terry Wilson of UK, has got a chance to improve upon what happened in 2018 in Lexington. So you can go there learn more. Connor O'Gara wrote this article at Saturdays Down South, and you can check out all that Kentucky football news. If you want some Kentucky basketball news, Coach Cal has signed a 10-year, $86 million deal to keep him at UK for life, even if it's not as a coach. That happened a couple days back, but 10-year, $86 million deal. That's almost as much as Dabo Sweeney's making 
and Clemson. The contract expires after the 2028-2029 season. So if you don't like Coach Cal and you're a Wildcat fan, you're kind of stuck with him for at least another decade, it appears. Speaking of college basketball in the SEC, those Kentucky Wildcats and the Tennessee Vols, both those schools had pretty good representations on the NBA draft night on Thursday of last week as both Tennessee and Kentucky had three players each from each of the programs taken in the NBA draft. As far as Kentucky, the Charlotte Hornets got P.J. Washington with the 12th pick in the first round, and that followed just after Tyler Hero went to the Miami Heat with the 13th pick in the NBA draft. And the, the final Kentucky Wildcat taken was Keldon Johnson by the San Antonio Spurs. As far as the Big Orange, Grant Williams went to the Boston Celtics with the 22nd overall pick. And then UT also got Admiral Schofield. Love that name. I love the fact that he's going to be a 76er as the 76ers picked him up with the 42nd pick in the NBA draft. And then finally, Tennessee's Jordan Bone went to the New Orleans Pelicans to join the number one pick, Zion Williamson, in the NBA draft. So you got those two programs, Tennessee and Kentucky, with three players each going in the 2019 NBA draft. Although this is not SEC related, just want to share our thoughts as Bob Lee is retiring at ESPN after 40 years as an anchor. That was announced on Wednesday. Wishing him all the best. And Bob, if you get tired and you want to get your you know feet wet back on the host desk or on the talk show mic, the Y'all Show will welcome you here anytime, even though I think you're probably a Yankee having lived in Connecticut all those years with ESPN. Eh, well, you did a good job, I guess, on Outside the Lines, although I never watched it. Did y'all watch that? I don't think Sunday mornings are meant for deep analysis of sports controversy. Let that be somebody else's role with like uh, 60 minutes or something like that. But yeah, Bob Lee, L-E-Y, the last name, retiring after 40 years on the mothership of sports. And that is our SEC Spotlight here on this Thursday, and that will conclude our Thursday, y'all. Thank you for being a part of our exciting program. Also want to thank our special guest at the top of this hour, Alan Cheney, for coming on, talking about his brand-new book, Christian Doe. We'll be right back here on Friday with an all-new y'all. We'll have a look back at the sports happenings. We'll also have some good ICMY and more. We'll have a look at the hashtag Hullabaloo for the weekend and get you out for the weekend with from Dixie with love. Until that time, have a great rest of y'all's day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings. Now for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, for a limited time, you can pick up an iPad on us when you lease a new iPhone. It's an unrivaled pair. Get both and save big when you switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more. That's June 28th, 29th, and 30th at Sprint. Less required phone trading credit provided after online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC, iPad 6, Gen 32, Gigabyte, $0 per month after 1917 monthly credit for 24 months. Credit apply within two bills. Requires new line on qualifying plan. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Tax due at sale. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? 
This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. When tracking the domestic dust bunny, you commonly find them hiding under wardrobes next to lost socks. Don't move too suddenly or they'll scurry off. What's utterly fascinating about the dust bunny is that although they are not actually sentient creatures, when they hear that Geico not only saves people money, but also has a 97% customer satisfaction rating, it's obvious to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Oh no, it's the dust bunny's only natural predator. Run along, dust bunnies, run along. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.